This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a calm conversation that will hopefully lead you to a space of relaxation and possibly even sleep. Thank you for listening to the Insomnia Project, the podcast that was created by insomniacs for insomniacs, but we find a lot of people listen who aren't necessarily insomniacs. So thank you for listening. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, and joining me today, I have the pleasure of welcoming back Amy Dyson. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. So Amy, I wanted to talk to you about this thing you call netball, and I need some instructions, some understanding behind it. What is netball? Um, so netball is a sport a bit like basketball um, in the UK um, it's kind of what most girls play while the boys are sort of playing football or whatever and um, so it's quite popular um, in schools um, but yeah it's basically a bit like basketball but with a few more rules. Okay so what are what are the rules that that make it different? So you have three um, sections on the court um, and basically you have certain positions that can go in certain sections. Only two of the positions can shoot. Um, you can only hold the ball for three seconds and you're not allowed to move with the ball. That's the main thing. So if you catch the ball, you can't move your feet. You have to stay there. So if you catch the ball, you have to stay standing where you are and then you just throw the ball to a team member who runs. But once they catch it, they have to stay still. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And are you using a ball that is similar to what we might know as a basketball? Uh, yeah, I think it's a bit smaller. Okay. But it's the same. Yeah. No, it's the same. It's the same type of ball, but slightly smaller than a basketball. Yeah. And you play this game. Yeah. So I started playing um, when I was about nine or so. And then I I played at school and then I played for my town and then I played in like a ladies league um, on a Sunday um, and I've stopped doing it since I went to university but I was I'm hopefully gonna start playing again soon. And what position did you play or if there is a position? 
Uh, yeah, so there's seven players on a team. Um, okay. So coming from the sort of goalkeeper, you've got a goalkeeper, um, a goal defence, uh, a wing defence, a centre, a wing attack, a goal attack and a goal shooter. And I used to play centre. Um, so the centre does the most work really because they can go in all the sections. Um, but then I sort of became more of a goal attack and sort of like the shooting side of it a bit more. Can you bounce the ball? Are you allowed to dribble the ball? No. So you can do a bounce pass where you like pass it to someone by bouncing it once or so. Um, but if you bounce the ball like to yourself, it's pulled up and it's called um, repossession. So you're not allowed to do that. Oh, I see. So there's no real bouncing in netball other than if I bounce pass. Yeah. And it's got to be a one bouncer, not more. Uh, it can be more, but okay. Um, if you're if you're deliberately doing it, it's probably going to be one bounce. Um, people like to do it in the circle when they shoot because um, if the goalkeepers are sort of stood high trying to stop you from shooting, then if you bounce it, it's hard for them to get down because they're so they're standing so tall. I see. So the goalkeeper is basically guarding the net and the net is like what we would know as a basketball net. Is that correct? Yeah. We're not throwing it into a goal. We're not throwing it into a goal area like in soccer, let's say. No. Or football. So it's okay. a sort of it's um, it's a basketball hoop as such, but there's no backboard and it's like freestanding. Um, so it's a freestanding goal that and the hoop itself isn't. I know in basketball, the hoops quite a bit bigger than the ball, but the hoop is only just bigger than the ball in that ball. Oh, okay. So so it's trickier to get it in because the circumference of the hoop is is smaller than what a traditional basketball hoop would be. Yeah. And it's not suspended in the air like a basketball hoop. It's on more of a pole, you're saying? Or more yeah, of a... so you have like a base and then a pole that goes into it um, with a hoop on top. And how many goalkeepers are there? So you have the goalkeeper who can only go in their third and then you have the goal defence who can go in their third and in the middle third. So it's a bit more of like a, a wing player. Um, oh, I see. So they're kind of stopping. So they can both go in the semicircle. Um, so only the goal attack, goal shooter, goalkeeper and goal defence can go in the semicircle to shoot or to defend. Um, but basically the goal defence is sort of helping the wing defence and stopping it getting into the um, that third, whereas the goalkeepers, like, only really when it gets to that third do they sort of come into it. This is, it, it sounds like an exciting game. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, I went to, um, I was lucky to go to, um, to watch some professionals play last year in London. And um, so it's a sport that gets played indoors and outdoors. So um, when... I used to play before university. We trained indoors, but we played outdoors. Um, but as an indoor sport, it is very, very fast. I mean, um, I think the quarters are normally 15 minutes. And when you're in the professionals, like the, it's like 100, 100 all or something. Like there's a lot of goals. Um, wow. So basically when, if you score, it's like the other person's centre. And in the professional matches, it is like center to goal in sort of I don't know like 10 seconds maybe or so um it's very very quick and especially indoors as well because the court's not that big but obviously 
because you can't move it's a lot of teamwork um right but watching the professionals it is very fast paced and you call them goals versus versus baskets when when someone scores a point correct um yeah i think so i know there's some talk about do they call it nets or do you call it goals oh, okay. i've always called it goals i'm not sure if okay. that's the right term but <laughs> sure. no one's corrected me so now is netball a olympic sport yet uh i think so i'm pretty sure okay because this is are. the first i've heard of netball and now i'm fascinated by it yeah so i know the when we went when i went to watch it last year it was england south africa jamaica and maybe australia so i think they're the top like four teams okay um that are like really good at it um but yeah i know that I've spoken to like a few people that aren't from the UK and they haven't heard of it. So <laughs> maybe it's more okay. of a European thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Well, I, I have here, I just did a quick search. It says netball has never been played at the Summer Olympics, but its federation has been recognized by the International Olympic Com Committee, otherwise known as the IOC, since 1995 after a 20-year period of lobbying. So, so that's fascinating. It's oh. like, okay, so we, re they recognize the sport, but it hasn't been included in the Olympics. Oh, interesting. It hasn't been. In yeah. So, uh, so that's fascinating. Now, who is your netball team? Um, so besides England, of course. Yeah. Uh, so netball's a game that I sort of play more than support. Um, oh, I see. Okay. So I've only, the games I've, went to see England play last year but other than that I've only really sort of been to see sort of my friends or other teams that I know people that play um for so I don't really follow it to that level um but I know that you sort of so you have school teams and then you have like Sunday uh, leagues and then you have sort of county teams and it obviously goes up to being international um so I don't follow it enough to no many teams really <laughs> sure 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 wow i find it a fascinating you know having never heard about it other than a brief discussion you and i had about netball i had never heard of the sport and now it's just i think it's such a interesting sport because for my eyes being used to basketball and of course my home team is the toronto raptors and there's quite a bit of um you know, we see a lot of paraphernalia with regards to basketball and, you know, there's jerseys and things you can buy ever, just about everywhere. And games are always on television. But to see a game where they, they, there's similarities but drastic differences is just fascinating. I would love to see this sport where they don't dribble the ball. And I'm kind of sad that the Olympics haven't, haven't yet put it into their summer Olympic programming. Yeah. So another uh, sort of key difference is um, with the marking. I'm not too clear on basketball but I think you can kind of you don't have to be a distance do you you can just sort of be stood next to them I think yes yes you can be right close I mean yeah so in netball you have to be um a meter or three foot away from the person before that so when if you're if a player has the ball the person that marking them can put their arms up but they have to be a meter away from them um so they can't just sort of be stood right in front of them um and that's one of the rules that sort of new players always seem to struggle with because they kind of I think they forget and their default is sort of the basketball sort of mentality of like not not having a limit of where you can be stood 
I see. Tell me how you got into netball. Um, so I, as I say, started playing when I was about nine. Um, so I used to play for my uh, primary school, um, and then from there I um, went to the trials for my uh, local like youth town team, and um, I got into that. And then when I was sixteen. That was like when the cut off for like you couldn't play there anymore. Um, and my coach helped me find a local women's team that needed players. Um, so I started playing there. And then actually my mum uh, actually joined the team as well because she used to play with the same sort of players um, back before I was born. So about like 25 years ago. Um, and she'd kind of stopped playing since she'd had me and my brother. Um, so it's quite nice for her because when we when we joined and we started playing on a Sunday, there were a lot of players that she used to play with as well. Um, so it's quite a nice because she knew quite a lot of the other players. And so, yeah, I just started sort of playing on the women's team, um, which was a bit different to playing other people my age, um, but it was a good experience. Sure. Did your mother give you any helpful tips when you were playing, having played the sport herself? Um. I can't really remember but one of the things that me and my mum both sort of struggled with is that we're both quite short and netball especially if you look at sort of the England players and stuff they're all very tall um so I remember there was a time when so over the summer months we played um when we had our matches it was uh versatility so you basically just picked a bib at random so you could be in any position and I remember one game when she got she's about I don't know how tall she is, like five foot two. And um, she got goalkeeper against this lady who was like <laughs> at least six foot. And it was just really funny to watch because she had, there was no chance. But I think because of that, we've sort of adapted our own game to sort of play as shorter players because you're at a disadvantage because people can just throw the ball over your head. But because of that, you sort of got to find your own strengths a bit more. So what are some of the strengths that you have as a player when you play netball? Um, so one of my mum's favourites is to, especially when you're shooting, to sort of, like I said, like roll the ball um, because everyone's always so focused on it being high up. So she always like sort of bounce it or roll it along the floor to you um, because obviously we're both closer to the ground. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think that and just sort of maybe there's a lot of like dodging that goes on so like pretending to go one way and then running another way and stuff um I see and then other than that I guess probably just sort of like conserving your energy like where you can because especially the center like I netball is like my main sport really so I don't really do like athletics or running and stuff um sure so because of that my stamina is not amazing and some of the people I used to play against were like really into like running and stuff so they had a much better stamina than me so it's just sort of finding I guess finding your opponent's weaknesses that sort of are the are the same as your strengths of course and I guess re I guess reading the game as well like my mum always likes to sort of read the game and sort of see what's going on and sort of as you're playing to sort of work out because you have like team chats at every quarter so like after 10-15 minutes you can have a bit of a team chat and sort of have a talk about like tactics and that sort of thing oh that's cool now you said you can roll the ball you can actually just roll it like a bowling ball like 
to yes. to your to your teammate yeah so obviously that's something they do if you're like quite close to the player and again like if you're um I know some people like to sort of pretend they're going to shoot and then roll it um because of the whole taking a while maybe to get to the floor um so that's you sometimes for shorter passes but then there's also a rule about short passes I'm not really clear on it because it seems to be one of those rules that sometimes it gets pulled up and sometimes it doesn't but there's some rule about um a short pass and like you're not allowed to do a short pass but I'm not quite sure how far away a short pass is or how that rule works wow this is really like fascinating I'm really like thrown by the fact that you can roll the ball so let me ask you this silly question can you kick the ball no you can't kick the ball um and at school we always got told that you shouldn't kick them either because they like they well as they called it like they egg so where they are a sort of circular ball they sort of uh, swell in one area if you kick them too much oh wow and become more oblong like an egg or more oval yeah like just sort of have a bit of a bump on them um wow. which isn't very handy <laughs> yeah nobody wants an eggy netball <laughs> i think that's something you can write write, write write in stone somewhere oh my goodness now this reminds me of in a weird sort of way the television series Ted Lasso, have you seen it? Uh, no, I haven't. So it's this it's this wonderful, wonderful um, television program where this uh, American football coach goes to the UK and becomes the coach of a soccer, or in your case, football team. And so he brings his sort of American um, football coaching um sensibility to the game of of soccer or football or or European football, I should say. And uh, it's really delightful, even if you don't know anything about the sport, the two sports, but just the performance. And it's very um, what's the word? It it is a very uplifting show and uh, it's kind of a fish out of water. So I feel a little bit like a fish out of water (laughs) talking about a sport that I have no idea about. but now I'm intrigued. I really want to see it. I see that it's often played um, by the Commonwealth and in Commonwealth games. So yeah. it, leads, it leads me to believe that maybe my country has a netball uh, team, but clearly we're not doing well because <laughs> it seems like South Africa and uh, Australia and um, Malawi seems to be doing well too. And it's like, wow, like now I want my, my country to do well in netball. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps I can be the the spokesperson for netball in Canada. <laughs> wow. Now, um, when you watch the game as a player, do you get to enjoy the game watching it, or are you just looking at strategy and false moves and what they could have done better? Um, I think because there's look like the court isn't. I don't know the sort of dimensions but the court isn't very big so I think the only point you can sort of stand and enjoy it is maybe if you're like goalkeeper or goal shooter um so like on a on a center pass for example so sort of the kickoff of the game um sure so you're you step into the little circle that's in the middle of the court and then um so the so you have the three thirds and um your goal defense so each um I should say each player has a player opposite them so obviously like my goalkeeper would be against your goal shooter 
Okay. Um, so there are 14 players on the on the court at a time. And um, so like on a centre pass, you have to be, you the only two people in the centre on the centre pass are the, cent- are the two centres. Um, okay. So the other players all have to be behind the that third line so in either of the end thirds and then the whistle goes you step into the circle and then they run in um so there's a lot of involvement in the sort of those sort of the the center the wing attack the wing defense the goal attack the goal defense so it's only really the goal shooter and the goalkeeper that at any point are sort of maybe not involved um so i think because of that like as i say is very quick paced um so I think unless you're either of those positions and the ball's at the other end like you're always sort of switched on and trying to figure out what's going on and stuff right well this just in it seems that the highest we've ever ranked Canada's netball team at the um netball world cup has been sixth in 1991. We came in sixth. And it seems like Australia and New Zealand really know how to play because they they come in first and second and third. And England, while it's never received a gold or or has never received a gold, has come in second, uh, third, and fourth. And so they do very well, as does Jamaica and Trinidad and Tobago. And I'm just looking at the Netball World Cup. So I haven't even looked at the Netball at the Commonwealth Games or the Netball Quad Series or the Fast Five Netball World Series. And hopefully we'll get to see Netball at the Olympics because now I'm in love with the sport that I've never seen before in my life. Do you think we could at all get Liz Ellis the most capped international player in the history of Australian netball on our podcast. Do you think we could get her? I think she'd be very interesting to um to talk to, like with the we, sort of more um more elite um level of the game. Yeah, because I'd love to get her on. So this is an open an open request for Liz Ellis to come on the podcast and perhaps she can explain strategy. Perhaps she could give me some tips that I could give the Canadian national netball team so that they can rank a little bit higher. Uh, We tend to be in the 12th and 13th position a lot, it seems. Um, So if I could get us back up to the fifth and sixth position, I'd be very happy. Oh, this is such a wonderful, wonderful sport. And um, what is the biggest challenge of playing this sport for you, Amy? Um, uh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I think... sometimes I, sometimes I bang them. <laughs> I get a couple of good questions. Um, I think with me, it's probably more like the stamina. So um, as I said, I didn't play netball at university I played uh, badminton mm-hmm. instead and um there was actually the netball team at the university did a charity match each year so I um convinced everyone to join um, which was like usually me one other girl who played before and the rest of them being boys who'd never played before and right. so we used to play against it was only once a year but we played twice in that against uh, the other sports teams um and I think even then, like, I put myself forward as centre because I thought, okay, I know the game, like, I know how to play. I can sort of, because the centre is the middle player as such, like, it's quite a good position right. for, to be, like, captain or something because you can, like, see everyone and 
like sort of talk to everyone um and I think from like playing that just sort of a one-off like the past couple of years like I realized how not necessarily unfit I am but like badminton's a much different sport so like the two levels of fitness is so different um and I sort of always finish the first so uh netball's done in quarters um so after the first quarter I'd come off like really struggling for sort of breath I just feel like I'm not even like I am quite active and do sport and I was like I'm so tired already like um so I think just sort of pacing myself a bit more um and just maybe if I was to sort of uh, start again or sort of maybe try and get better because I mean I'm looking at joining my old club again but I'm sort of only going to play recreationally I think if I was sort of had a more of a push to sort of get better um I'd want to work on my stamina and what is your old club can we can we give them a shout out your old club um so when I first joined them they were panthers and then they became montang sports and now they're benchmarks wait a second so they were this Really fast, dangerous animal <laughs> called the Panthers. Then they became the Montags. What are Montags? Um, so they were Montang sport. Like I, my, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it in French, but you know, like mountain in French. Oh, Montagne. <laughs> sure, of course, Montagne. So you um, went, you, you went from Panthers to a mountain. Okay, fair enough. Mountains are big and all encompassing. And then from mountain, you guys decided to become what? Uh, so it's benchmark. So the first one, I don't know why they were called Panthers, but the second two are both like local uh, companies that sponsor oh, them. Okay. Um, hence the name. But yeah, I'm not sure why they were were Panthers. I liked being Panthers. It it felt sure. quite cool. Um, now it's like just a sort of company <laughs> name. Fair enough. Yeah, you see that on a lot of um, you know, football teams. You'll see the different names on the on the jerseys and yeah. whatnot. Wow, this has been a delightful tour into netball. Now, you know what? I want to be Canada's representative of netball. So I might reach out to the Canadian Netball Association or whatever it is to say, hey, we want to, the Insomnia Project wants to be your official podcast. <laughs> and uh, you work on getting Liz Ellis on the show, um, Amy, and I'll work on teaming up with the Canadian Netball uh, Association. I want to mention that at the Netball Commonwealth Games, I don't know if I mentioned Jamaica. Jamaica is also a very strong player in this sport. Since 1998 at the Commonwealth Games, there has been one, two, three, four, five, six, six in total because it seems every four years they play. Australia and New Zealand have all won gold and England won gold in the last one in 2018 and silver has always been won by New New Zealand and Australia and bronze goes to either England or Jamaica so yeah I think um well I'm I'd recommend I think it was that one so I think it was a 2018 one I'd recommend uh watching the YouTube highlights because uh basically there's a thing called a a penalty shot so if if I'm the shooter and uh, the keeper sort of touches me or hits the ball out of my hand while I'm shooting. You get a penalty shot, and I think it was that game when England won it. That um, so there's a penalty shot. The whistle had gone, oh, wow. but you still get to take the penalty shot. And basically, it was a draw. And if they scored, they won. And they obviously did score and win. Um, so I think it's that. So I definitely recommend checking that out because like the tension of like the sort of the last shot of the game. It's like all to play for. 
Um, it's oh. so tense. Oh, I'm going to watch this like it's going out of style. Now, in 2022, the uh, Commonwealth Games will happen in Birmingham, England. And I'm not making promises, but if you and I could go there as representatives of the official podcast of the sport of netball and, uh, you know, do do podcasts there, then that's my goal for 2022. OK, oh, Amy, are you so, on board that, with that? That would be okay. so cool. Okay, well, I'm going to watch the YouTube highlight of that. I'm going to invite you to watch Ted Lasso if you get Apple TV, because it's really, really lovely. And maybe we can have a podcast where we talk about that as well. And we'll give you updates of whether we get Liz Ellis on the show or anyone else from uh, various teams that play netball. Thank you so much for introducing me to the sport, Amy. I'm so excited about it. Oh, that's that's so good to hear. I know sometimes like you get introduced to a new sport and you'll just be like, why do, why do people play that? Um, so I'm glad that, um, that it's been positive for you and that you're interested in it. No, I love sports that are not those like five traditional sports that the world watches. I love, like I watched sumo wrestling one time. It was on television one Saturday afternoon and I did not leave my team, my television because I was so fascinated by the skill that these players have and other sports like you mentioned, badminton, love watching badminton uh, being played. So yeah, we had a badminton episode. I don't know if you listened to that. Yeah, I love that episode. I just, it really, it just, I haven't, I haven't been playing badminton that long, but it's become more of my love than, um, netball and as I was listening to that I was just like oh, I remember learning all these rules and some of it I was like oh I didn't know I didn't know that was a rule <laughs> um so you know I really enjoyed that episode well I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna promise to have a bocce uh episode I don't know if you ever played bocce which is like this Italian game of throwing these heavy balls onto sand oh no I haven't heard of that Okay, so we're, we're going to have an episode coming up, maybe in the summertime, because it's more of a summer sport with Bocce. Until then, thank you for listening. I know I got excited during this episode, so I apologize. Some of our listeners, they, they, they'll they write me an email saying that some of the shows are a little bit too exciting. I apologize. It's often me that makes them too exciting. And uh, for our listeners who have been um, lamenting about some of the sound issues we've had, we've corrected those. So... Please don't give us bad, bad stars in our reviews because of sound problems. That's all my doing, and I'm trying to learn it as best I can. But for everyone else who enjoys the podcast, thank you so much for listening. And Amy, who is our social media manager, thank you for all that you do. If you write an email or an Instagram post, it's Amy who's the one who uh, lets me know about it and, and often posts the things that we we try to highlight. So thank you so much, Amy. Thank you. Until next time, we hope you were able to listen and sleep.